Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 35 years old, ran 49-23. He wins the best time award as well. Patty O'Leary. And because he has the best accent, he is invited to speak. Well, everyone, what's the crack? How are you all doing? Um, look, every time I get to be out in the deep sea, just even to participate in this race, or even to be around it as a spectator, it's such an honor. This is one of the most unique races in the world. Has been for 112 years, which is kind of wild just even saying that. Let's give a big cheer for the Dipsy, the greatest race. You just heard Dipsy announcer Barry Spitz and 2023 Dipsy champion Patty O'Leary. This is an intro to the intro for our Cow Palace episode. I wanted to quickly congratulate last week's guest who finished in first place at Dipsy, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, and he trains in San Francisco openly loves the city, and is one of the positive lights we need right now in SF. I had a bad fall at Dipsy, you can check my social media, but I did finish a little behind Patty in 571st place. Love this race, thank you to all the volunteers and the medical team. I'll write about the experience in the future, I'm sure. For now, my interview with Cow Palace President Chris Korgish and CEO Allison Caney, both from San Francisco and have a lot of love for the Cow Palace. It's the Swiss Army Knife and working class hero of Bay Area Arenas, and I think you're going to enjoy this episode. So this is our box office that we don't use anymore, and okay. we don't let people even in it too frequently because we're trying to protect it. But this is the Wall of Fame, what? <laughs> signed by many, many people who've played here, visited here, performed here. Um, the oldest, I believe, is Bob Hope, 1963. Oh, wow. Nice big signature Bill from Bill Graham. Bill Clinton, too. <laughs> now, funny thing about Elvis is they were very worried about him being able to get through the crowd in the lobby. And, of course, that would be awful so you'll see it's a separate color uh-huh. so they removed the panel and took it back to his dressing room and had him sign it and then brought it back in. oh that's amazing uh-huh. that is amazing jack palance just like <laughs> it's so... kim novak born green oh that's great thank you for taking me oh here. you're this so is, welcome this is like totally my jam <laughs> we love it. thank you so much Hello, Heather Knight. Welcome to our Total SF Secrets of the Cow Palace episode, an episode close to my heart that sadly I had to take it solo and you didn't get to see the Cow Palace. And I'm so sad. You need to listen to this episode that you are not in because you're going to learn so much about the working class hero of the Bay Area, the Cow Palace. I am excited to listen. We had been going back and forth with the guests on this podcast for like many weeks, if not longer, to set up the date. And it finally arrived and my day blew up and I couldn't make it at the last minute. So I was very sad to not get to go to the Cow Palace. 
um, but eager to find out all the secrets you learned. Yeah, this place is incredible. I mean, there's some great behind the scenes tours in San Francisco. The Opera House is way up there. I think like Lucasfilm and Pixar and Emeryville. I mean, those behind the scenes tours are things I'm always going to remember. The Cow Palace is at the top on the Mount Rushmore because you go in the box office and it has autographs from everybody who's been to the Cow Palace and they're all kind of trying to one-up each other. So it's like Elvis, the Beatles, Metallica, random 1970s stars. If they were in Battle of the Network stars, they went in that box office and signed it. Um, A lot of history there and a lot still going on. I mean, things are so expensive in San Francisco and if you look at the Cow Palace, it's an affordable place to go. Um, It's a place where there's kind of unique things going on. What's your Cow Palace relationship? I mean, what have you seen there and done there? I haven't been there very much. The most recent time was for the Dickens Fair. My son is a great singer and performed with his choral group there in the old-fashioned costumes, and so I chaperoned their their performance, and it was really fun. What did they sing? Um, Christmas carols. Oh, nice. All the usuals, you know, the, nice. the old standards. Well, the Dickens Fair is coming back on June 24th, Westside Boxing. Boxing's returning to the Cow Palace. And a lowrider car show on July 16th. I think that could be a total SF meetup. I want to go to the lowrider car show, maybe write a story about it or, or just go for fun. There's a La Fiesta del Mariachi event. That sounds fun. On August 26th. And no effects their Punk and Drublick Festival, one of my favorite punk bands. I've seen them with uh, Joe Garofoli. I have not seen No Effects with You yet, September 16th at the Cow Palace. I'm looking at all these events and I'm thinking, these are all the things that slip through the cracks that you're not going to get at the Chase Center, not going to get at Oakland Arena. I think there's a place in the Bay Area for the Cow Palace. Well, that's a great lineup. Definitely want to hit at least one of those this year. Let's do something total SFE. And it's cheap. Nothing at the Cow Nothing Palace. else is cheap. Nothing else is cheap in San Francisco. And I got a great tour from Cow Palace President Chris Corgus and Chief Executive Officer Allison Keeney. I had a lot of fond memories going in, but I came out wanting the Cow Palace to outlive all of us. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. We're looking for someone who let us record our next episode in the back of a lowrider. And this is Total SF. Allison and Chris, welcome to Total SF. Really welcome to Total Daily City. Well, we love to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much for the tour. Um, I don't even know where to start with what we saw, except to say there was an autograph wall that had Burt Bacharach and Huey Lewis in the same place, which is a rarity. And we saw the Elvis shower. Could you explain what that was all about? Yeah. Well, we started a tradition long time ago, 1963, when folks came, performers came to the Cow Palace, performed here. We brought them to the box office and had them sign the wall as a memento of their time here. And year after year, those signatures added up. Then the backstage passes were added. And now it's just this wonderful monument to all these amazing people who've played here. Do you have favorites on that wall? I was I was just like absolutely 
blown away the whole time I'm looking at that. I mean, because it is, it is a wall after a wall after a wall. It is. I loved Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis was one of my first concerts, so I'm very fond of that, even though I know he's performed several places. But I always remember Huey doing National Anthem at the Giants games and seeing him there. So I, I love that. But I also love the fact that there are actors on there, too, um, that didn't perform here but came. Yeah. And we're excited to be here. I wanted to be part of that wall. So yeah, very, I love Burt Ward's picture mm-hmm. and signature. <laughs> Chris, you got a favorite? Ooh, I'm a sports guy. So San Jose Sharky, SJ, <laughs> good one up there. Uh, Rocky Marciano. But also, you know, Henry Winkler is a big part of my childhood, whether from watching uh, the old stuff or even some of the new comedies he's in. So I've got a real big soft spot for Henry. Yeah, uh, former Total SF guest Henry Winkler, who was delightful and convinced me to adopt a dog. Um, <laughs> Also, I'm sorry, while we're in that subject of that room, the Elvis autograph, you said that they removed the board that he autographed and had to reinstall it. Tell, tell me that story. Yes, again. when you when you look at the wall, you can see that panel is a slightly different pick, different color, and it's, it's separated. It doesn't sit flush with the rest. So when Elvis was here, they knew it would be nearly impossible with the fan base to get him down the side of the concourse, across the lobby, and into the box office. So they removed the panel, brought it back to his dressing room, had him sign it there, and then reinstalled it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're preserving the history. Um, there's so much that's frozen in time here. Is that kind of a directive at the Cow Palace? I mean, is that something that you're leaning into? Because people do remember the history. Yeah, so our board, uh, we are all appointed by Governor Newsom or other governors, and we continue to serve at the pleasure of the governor's office has really been focused on the preserving that history. And we, um, I think President Mara Kopp actually started this initiative, was working with the San Mateo County Historical Society to ensure a lot of our keepsakes and a lot of our history is safe for posterity. I'm sure Allison could talk a little bit more about that. Sure. So the San Mateo Historical Society has uh, is crafting an exhibit right now. They've spent several months here going through our archives, our artifacts, our photographs, and creating an exhibit called the Extraordinary Cow Palace because the, this place is like so many other fairgrounds, um, the Swiss Army Knife of Properties. It can do so much and has been so much to so many people. And we're going to see some amazing things out of that exhibit uh, come next February. Yeah. Do you still discover new things? Every new day. pieces of history? I mean, I just went into the locker room for the first time, so that was, that was amazing. Um, well, I wanted to ask both of you, were you Cow Palace goers? Do you have a first or early Cow Palace memory? Oh, yeah. I grew up in the Excelsior, so this was, this was the backyard. My uh, dad and Ma would take us out to Rainolin Brothers, the Ice Capades. But my all-time favorite like Cow Palace memory was probably my first uh, professional sports game was the San Francisco Spiders. I think it was their inaugural. It was also just so happened to be my sister's birthday. And I had to make a choice, uh, either go hang out with my friend Sean Kelly, who now owns the Glen Park Station, or go to my sister's birthday oh, dinner. And gosh. I made the right decision. I went to the hockey game. <laughs> and um, I remember just being a rambunctious uh, kid and trying to tie Felix the Cat's, uh, the mascot's <laughs> yeah. uh, tail to the railing. And it was just great. And I also think that might be one of the all-time best sports jerseys in Bay Area history. Yeah. Did you own one? I do own one. Did your sister forgive you? Um, I don't think she remembers. Oh, that's handy. I gotta go look up this jersey. I have an XFL Demons jersey, but maybe I need to find a Spiders jersey. You just gotta keep refreshing uh, eBay on that. 
Um, what about you, Allison? What, what are your early memories? Oh, gosh. So I was born in San Francisco. My uh, great-grandmother lived a few blocks from here. Um, uh, and I grew up on the peninsula until I was about 10 or 11, Daily City Ceremony. So we came to ice capades, ice follies, ice shows, the Grand National, because my dad was from Oregon and an agricultural guy. My mom was a city girl, so he felt, felt this was a great way to educate her. Um, and what else? Oh, and Ringling Brothers. We never missed Ringling Brothers here, ever. Well, let, let's start from the beginning. I mean, why was the Cow Palace built, and how did it get the name Cow Palace? That sounds like a nickname. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound like something that they would emblazon across the top of the building. Yeah, that's a great question. So back in 1915, during the Pan-Pacific Exposition, the promoters were shocked to find out that one of the most popular pavilions was the Livestock Pavilion. So the city said, well, let's lean into that. Let's create our own. Let's just have it be a permanent thing and we'll be able to enjoy that. And this was very much an agricultural area out here in the Excelsior. So it was a great fit. So started planning it, getting ready to build it, and then the depression happened. So got put on the back burner after they, um, and it's fascinating to see how the land came together. I actually just recently was in the safe looking at all the quick claim deeds to see the pieces that came together to create this property. So uh, WPA projects became a thing and it was a perfect way to say, okay, let's put people to work, let's get the cow palace built, and that's what happened. However, as you can imagine, it wasn't a very popular decision. And somebody said, with so much suffering and, uh, and hardship, why are they building a palace for cows? <laughs> and the name stuck. So the Cow Palace finally did open in 1941, did its first livestock show. And depending on which version of the story you hear, either a few months afterwards or the day after, they shut the doors and handed it over to the War Department Wow! for World War II. Well, originally livestock shows, were they thinking about other things too? I mean, I know 1941, not a single member of Van Halen was born yet, but um, was it kind of a flexible Swiss army knife back then? Not as much, but as as, uh, there was more time where it sat without livestock, started looking at the space going, you know, we could do something else here. We could bring this in. We could bring that in. And so that's when... Yeah, when they started experimenting with other other options, other things. The uh, original floor, you know, was dirt, but then the concrete floor was put mm-hmm. in, I think, 1953. And that started changing things and made other things, other things possible. And then you started seeing expos and boat shows and, well, you have all those seats, let's bring in other entertainment. Yeah, and then boxing, roller derby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wrestling. Wrestling. Evil Knievel jumped here twice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, you know, I, I don't even know where I'd go first with my time machine, but um, Warriors won their first championship here because there was an ice show at the Oakland Arena. But this is my favorite part. The Warriors had to delay their game by a day because there was a kung fu exhibition here. <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah, popular place. We'll, we'll fit you in. <laughs> uh, we've had the, the San Francisco Garden Show here and the Golden Gate Kennel Club. Uh, just to, yeah, The dog shows are always incredibly yeah, popular. Yeah, now we have cat shows yeah. that come in once a year. Just have, yeah, endless variety. Well, let's just, let's imagine that time machine is built Governor Newsom gives you a call and says, we got good news, we've got a time machine, you can go back anywhere you want in Cow Palace history. 
where do you go? I'll, I'll give you each like a couple of, you can, we'll do back to the future rules. You can go to a couple of different places. Okay. You got to go first because I've got to think. Oh, this is hard. Okay. Well, I, one of my favorite childhood memories is going to hockey with my parents. So I would like to go back to when the San Francisco Seals played. I would love to do that. Then the other place I'd like to go is someplace I didn't get to go the first time, and that is when Journey played here. <laughs> why, would, did, why didn't you go? Were you too young? I, I wasn't that young. I graduated high school in 1984, but I just, my parents were very nervous about me going to concerts, so it didn't become a part of my life until my early 20s. Yeah. And then I went, to, to, went and did a, lot, did a lot of things, but yeah, I missed that. I would go to that. I think the first one that came to mind, I was going to say when Eddie Guerrero won the title here, but I was there, so I don't want to see that again. I think I'd go back to any of the times we were doing the Friday night wrestling in the 70s and 60s. Uh, My mom was just telling me, and I did not know this, I didn't have a chance to meet my grandfather. He died six years before I was born. used to come here like every Friday to watch wrestling, so I think it would be cool to come to one of the local productions, sit sit down with him, have a beer, and just watch some you know, sports yeah. and have some quality time, which is really what this was, you know, built for and became about for yeah. so many in our community. The other, you got to go to Elvis <laughs> or the Elvis. Beatles. You're not Elvis wrong. or Beatles. Oh, the Beatles. Yeah. Elvis or Beatles. It's a, it's a tough choice. Yeah. yeah, Elvis would be amazing though. I don't know. There's something about it. Normally, I'd say like Beatles, but like Cow Palace and Elvis. It feels like Elvis and Evil Can Evil are sort of, you know, yeah. I mean, connected. Connected yeah. here. I would also do roller derby. Ooh, roller See, derby would be that fun. would be mine. Yeah, I, I would, would. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we've seen the photos, and uh-huh. we have them in our archive. And what I love is, like, especially in the fifties, um, people were wearing like ties and fedoras. They dressed up to go to roller derby. But I think I'd come like during the Ann Calvello years, mm-hmm. the maybe nineteen seventies into the early eighties, when it was a little more seventies up. Yeah. I'd love to see that. And then I think I'd just want to go to that. Warriors game. Ooh. I mean, what would that be like? Game four be here. Basketball yeah. wasn't as big of a thing, but to see Rick Barry and oh, yeah. Al Adels coaching, uh, we've got the photos. It's oh, just uh, somewhere I'd love to go. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, well, I, I love to ask you just what kind of shape is the facility in now? I mean, I see it from a distance and it looks good. And now that I see it inside, it looks all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal Palace have a little bit of life left in it? Oh, I think plenty of life left in it. It does need work. Uh, there are things that you don't see. There's, you know, plumbing, needs some paint, needs some sealing up of some cracks in places. But, you know, it's been well managed. I think for decades it's been well managed, taken care of. Um, the reinvestment in the property has happened, especially in the last 15 years, and we have plans for other projects coming up, so it's, it's going to do its job. It's going to still take care of the community like it needs to. What can you do here? Um, can you put an ice rink in there? Can you uh, 
you still have a big concert here. What what are the what are the limitations and what are the the um, abilities? Yeah, so we have a really strong floor, really great thick concrete floor. We can put just about anything on there. So we can do monster trucks. If we bring in the right equipment, we can do ice shows again. We can go ahead and paint the floor and pour the pour the water and freeze it. Um, we can do concerts. We can seat sixteen thousand in that arena still. We can do sporting events. We have looked at having table tennis tournaments here, pickleball, you know, bringing all this, all this legacy into the future, into now. Um, we can still do livestock shows. We still do them, animal shows, concerts, car shows. You know, we can park lots of these incredible uh, lowrider cars that are coming in in July from Impala. Oh, we had the Mayan Warrior we had the not Mi- too long ago, which yeah. is uh, kind of Burning Man-ish. Yeah, their art car, they brought their art car in, mm-hmm. and yeah, dances. What is your role? How does it change with Chase Center opening up, with, you know, Oakland Arena still going, SAP Center? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid and I came here, like, this was, you know, Prince and Van Halen, this was going to be their first choice, but now there's other arenas. How, do, how does mm-hmm. that reshape what the Cow Palace means? That's a good question. Well, we're not the Chase Center. I know that because it's no surprise to anybody. But we're uniquely us. And leaning into being who we are is, is just our strength. So we can comfortably bring seven to 8,000 people in here. They don't feel smashed in here. Uh, they can park here. The parking is great. Um, we are a versatile place for a lot of things. And people have told us that this feels warm and accessible to them where other arenas don't necessarily always feel that way. So this is like going to visit your your aunt or your even your your young, cool grandmother. <laughs> and, you know, this is still a place you can afford to take your family. Absolutely. So we just had the carnival here recently. That's a play, that That's something that people drove into, but a lot of people walked from the neighborhood. We can still put the circus up in the upper parking lot and have people attend that, and we can still do a big show. How much of your job and... and um energy goes into just reminding people that you're still here and still open and still have stuff going on here? Oh, I think a big part of my job is doing that. Uh, When you tell people you work at the Cow Palace, the first thing they often will say is, oh, I went to this event there and I went with my friends or my brother or my parents. The second thing, most common thing I hear is, oh, is that still open? Yeah, we're (laughs) still open. So it's, it's work we need to do. But yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. How much of it is original? Um, are there seats up there? Is that disco ball up there? Is, is there stuff in there that, in the arena itself and even surrounding it, that is uh, OG Cow Palace? Yeah, absolutely. That disco ball is vintage. I don't know exactly what year, but it is. I am told they don't make them that way anymore every time they work on it or try to grease the machine. So that, that might have like it. spun over Diana Ross at some point. Probably, in yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was, and it's still spinning. The seats, uh, the uh, patron seats in the upper corners are wood, and those are the original ones that were, that were there. They, we don't use them too often, but we haven't, haven't taken them out. They're neat, and they're beautiful and very, very well made. Um, the folding chairs that we have in the arena are actually from the 50s. Uh, we bought well. They've lasted a long time. Do we need to upgrade them? Yeah, probably. But they are very, they have lasted. They've really lasted. Well, I, I have some very random questions. So the segues are going to be bad for the next couple of minutes. But I came in and there were a bunch of muni bus 
like it looked like they were doing like they were getting ready for evil can evil i mean there was a lot of different um starting and stopping is that is 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 muni doing like training drivers here or something they are yes uh sfmta rents the lot from us back in 2020 it was about 100 days right now in the most recent years 163 days so they every time they get new drivers they bring them out here they do the pre pre-trip inspections and then they get them on the course and and train them for weeks uh, one week at a time one week blocks and talking about being a community asset that's something not most folks are going to see on a weekday right they're not going to be driving by the cow palace on 11 a.m on a on a wednesday they're going to be at at their job at home doing something muni drivers are like some of the heart and soul of san francisco i still like remember my muni drivers from high school they're, they're great people, and this has given them an opportunity to train, get back out on the streets, and really go to that public transportation need in San Francisco. Yeah. And they host their rodeo here, which is their <laughs> t- skills test and awards ceremony, which is super fun. Jeffrey Tumlin's been on the head of Muni, and he's told us about the rodeo. Um, that's exciting. i got to come out for that. Uh, San Francisco Bulls, let's talk about them. RIP <laughs> Bulls. Um, I did get to, during the tour, go into what looked like a merchandise room. There were hockey sticks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey sticks. Yes. Bulls are still, you know, a presence here. They are. We have a lot of merchandise they left behind, the hockey sticks they left behind. We were really sad to see the Bulls leave because it was super wonderful to have hockey here. But uh, we have a lot of good stuff. So we'll be donating. Actually, we will be cleaning up that closet soon. We'll be donating some of those items to charity. And then some of it we're going to repurpose for evacuation purposes. We've got blankets and things that yeah. we'll put to good use. But And you could have another team here. I mean, there's no re- you've had lacrosse here. You've had indoor football. I mean, there, there's a possibility for another activist sports team here that could happen. Yeah, we could. So I asked you this inside, but I'm going to ask you again. Um, very important question. Is the Cow Palace haunted? It feels like it might be. I believe it is. And I'm told it is. But not by anything that's angry or upset. But some, by something or somebody that has good memories here. That's good. I have good memories here. I plan on haunting this place after I die. Have you picked a particular part to haunt? You know, I got a lot of new ideas today. Okay. Um, there's a couple of kind of swank old school bars in here that i think could use a good haunting so um they could. we could rename the hunt club the haunt club oh oh the haunt club i like it there's a fist bump there <laughs> segues into my next question the hunt club i don't think people know about this there is a like looks like like 1940s rodeo bar here uh that doesn't look like it's changed at all it has changed very little. I think we added some new floor, and that's mm-hmm. about it. But it has the original vintage wallpaper of, uh, ho- of beautiful horses. Uh, it's got artwork of fox hunting on the walls that has been here probably since the late 40s. It's got a Naga hide brass tack cover on the front of the bar where the word hunt is spelled out in the brass tacks. And it's got a really nice worn weathered footrest that has a bend at one end of the bar where you just know somebody stood on it to lean over the bar to try and get the bartender's attention and we can't imagine pulling that out or changing that see i imagine they were going over the bar to put their 
the glass underneath the tab while the bartender was distracted and pulling the draft back. Oh, that's probably more accurate. Yeah. I, I'm just that's, blown. That's it. Yeah. I'm just blown away because of all the amazing things that have happened here. It includes that Diane Feinstein, as a teenager in the late 40s, uh, early 50s, I think, was a rodeo queen. She of was some a sort? livestock queen. Yeah, she was well, what we call today the ro- a rodeo queen. So she, 1952, I believe. I believe that's it. Is when she was crowned, and she was oh, she was a young horsewoman, and we have a great picture of her that um, honor yeah of her with her horse and we even invited her last year it was sort of the anniversary of her of her crowning and she was going to come and uh, but she wrote us a well she wasn't able to attend but she wrote us a very nice letter that we included in our program yeah well a final scheduling question from my end is the dickens fair coming back Um, i know there was a little bit of a pause during the pandemic there was. The Dickens Fair came back last year. It was a great, great return. They will be back next year. The Dickens Fair runs Thanksgiving weekend through the weekend right before Christmas, and they are returning. Nice. And uh, what else have you got coming up? We have all kinds of great things coming up. Some things we can't talk about yet, but the most things, most things we can, we've got... Uh, Punk and Drublick, as you mentioned, Punk Rock Beer Festival coming up in September. We have the Impala's Lowrider Show in July, which nice. will be inside. be a lot of fun. And then we have boxing returning. We're very excited to um, hear that Westside Boxing will be in, back in June, but that they want to go ahead and book about three or four more, um, I guess, dates, boxing dates in the next six months and or we so had about eight or nine hundred people uh purchase tickets and show up to the last boxing event they did so we did, they, were, yeah. they had a good turnout mm-hmm. nice well that's a good mix we got low riders we got uh punk rock we got dickens mm-hmm. and um I we got boxing i think we're forgetting the rodeo allison the rodeo i was just gonna say <laughs> and the rodeo this will be the 75th anniversary diamond anniversary of the grand national rodeo october 6th and 7th has that been continuous Except for two events. The rodeo did not take place during World War II because we were commandeered to be a, a facility for uh, basically a giant machine shop for equipment for the, for the war effort. And then, of course, it was suspended during COVID. Nice. Um, not nice. Sorry, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need nice Heather. Nice history, that, bad times. That, yeah, that's bad why we need Heather here. She we're, just, always, uh, <laughs> we're happy to be back. That's for sure. um, yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I absolutely love this tour we've had a lot of wonderful experiences on total sf getting tours of places like city hall and uh you know classic uh live theater and the cow palace for me this is just my happy place i just think there's so many people who have had their first concert here their first drink in the parking lot sorry um, I think that still happens. Yeah, it probably still <laughs> happens. Uh, first kiss here, um, a, a fond memory with their parents or grandparents, and I just love that it's still going, and I hope people don't forget that. Yeah, so do we. It was really nice. We just recently had a tribute music festival called Playing the Palace, and the folks that came here were so excited because they would walk the walls, just as we did today, look at the pictures, and tell their stories. And yeah. they would stop you in the hall and say, here's what I did when I was 17. And it was, it was great to hear that. And they were so happy to be back. Very good. Well, thank you both for coming on Total SF. 
total daily city. <laughs> well, <laughs> Thank you. Partly in SF, so yeah, we have a strip there, right there in San Francisco. Strip. Oh, you do? I didn't know that. We yeah. do. Yeah, if you look out the window there, that building, that white building, that's all San Francisco. That's on our property. Oh, right on. Well, then, mm-hmm. uh, welcome to Total SF, and thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our music today is from the Sunset Shipwrecks, Castro organ player David Hegarty, and cable car bell ringing from eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Loved it. I've missed that so much.